0: Hi there, welcome to your podcast for College Catholics. I'm Father Patrick Wainwright, your host. And I thought I'd let you know that I'm super grateful that you're listening to this podcast. I also wanted to let you know that I'll be taking a brief break, actually only one week. Next episode I will skip, uh, just one episode, so don't uh, panic. Our, our Our religious community here in Michigan will be taking some days of vacation together, apart from the retreat that we that we're um, also going to be doing. So, at the end of the podcast, of this episode, I will tell you a little bit more about what we will be doing on vacation. So don't skip away, listen to the end. And uh, yeah, so you share a little bit of what we do as priests and brothers in our religious community. So today, we will discuss why God became man. We will talk about how God in his infinite mercy came to save us and open the path to heaven for us how he had to offer a sacrifice of infinite value for our sins. But also he wanted to, uh, he wanted us to know God's love for us. He wanted to reveal the infinite love that God has for you, for me, and for everyone. He also wanted to become a role model of holiness, so that we understand what holiness means, what's a plan, what's a goal when we talk about holiness. And also to make us partakers, sharers of the divine nature. Finally, he also wanted to teach us the truth about God, about man, about and also about the true and only path to salvation. In the Nicene Creed, Nicene because it was um, written after the council of Nicaea uh, in the 4th century, When we're speaking about God the Son, when the Nicene Creed speaks about God the Son, which we say every uh, Sunday, we declare that for us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit, he was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. So now we're going to get a little bit theological in this, but I think it is one of those things where that's why I gear, this podcast is geared toward college College students, right? So, a little bit of theology and philosophy is necessary. This is not just a catechism class. Uh, we're trying to go a little deeper mm-hmm. into these truths of faith. And here we need to know why it is important, for why was it necessary, in a sense, for uh, the, the Word of God to become man. Um, Adam and Eve had offended God through original sin. And, of course... To that we add all our personal sins. However, even if, we had, even if we had not sinned and it had only been that original sin, because it was committed against God, that sin had an infinite gravity. When the sin is infinitely grave, there's nothing we can do to repair that sin. And this sin had separated us, men, completely from the God. It caused an irreparable rift between God and man. Irreparable in the sense of it's irreparable for us. That is, you know, we, we, we cannot do anything to repair that rift. Because of this, all men, after Adam and Eve, justly deserved hell. And Unless God did something about it, we would be all permanently condemned to the eternal separation from God. Because of the gravity of man's sin, there is no action that we could have done to repair that offense. Because the only one who can do an action that is infinite is God himself. Man's actions are always of a finite, limited value. So even if you add all humanity, it is always going to be limited, finite. So the only one who could offer an infinite act of any infinite value is god himself now on the other hand because the one who sinned against god the one who sinned against god was a man in order to fulfill god's justice it was necessary that a human being be the one who offer any reparation any atoning action or sacrifice to the honor of god right if you have a relationship i don't know a boyfriend girlfriend and the guy offends the girl in some way. Well, you know, if he wants to get back together and in good terms, he kind of send his cousin and say, "Hey, can you buy something for my girlfriend and tell her that you bought it?" And no, it has to be the same boyfriend, the same boyfriend who does something to repair the offense. Well, in this case, it would have to be a human being who does something to repair the offense against God, but at the same time any action of, that, of any human beings, of all human beings together, would still not be enough. It is always limited. So, it's kind of a catch-22. No pure human being could ever save us from the eternal condemnation because the sin to atone was infinite. But it wouldn't be according to God's justice that he himself, God, would simply pardon the sins of all men. Because of this, the Catholic Church teaches us that God, in his infinite goodness and in his infinite mercy, devised a solution that only God could have imagined. That the second person of the Holy Trinity, the Word of God, would take on a human nature, become man without abandoning his divine nature, and offer for all humanity, a sacrifice for the sins of all humanity, of all history, of all the world. In that way, that offering or sacrifice would, on the one hand, be infinite because it would be God doing it, and on the other hand, it would be offered by a man because he took on a human nature, and therefore it would have been done on behalf in place of all the human race that had sinned against God. So that is the first and most important reason why the Word became man. To save us from our sins. To save us from eternal death. There's a second reason why God became man. And that that is so that we would see a visible proof of His love for us. Many times, in fact, we doubt God's love for us, right? I would say, Emotionally, in a sense, existentially, that's one of the main reasons why people abandon their faith in God. Right? We start to think that God doesn't really love us. Many times when things go, don't go well, when we seem to be overwhelmed with pain, with sufferings, with difficulties, we naturally start to think, why do you allow this to happen to me? Why do you not show yourself in my life? Why do you not love me? But all this is because we are tangled up in negative thoughts, looking only at the here and now and forgetting the bigger picture, forgetting the many, many graces that God had given us and continues to give us, right? And above all, forgetting that God himself became man for you, to save you, to be with you, to strengthen you to share your same sufferings with you and above all, to show you His love. Right? God is close to all those who are suffering. So I know that it is, uh, life is difficult at times. Life is indeed very hard. However, I encourage you, never forget the infinite love that God has shown you and He continues to have for you. God loves you infinitely. And if you ever feel tempted to abandon God, to get angry at God, to despair of God, look at the crucifix. Look at Jesus hanging from the cross for you. And remember that. Remember that he did that for you, out of love for you. He did that because he loved you with an infinite, eternal love. As St. John says in his first letter, chapter 4, verse 9, in this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. And there's a third reason for which the Word became flesh, and that was to become a role model for us to attain holiness. Jesus becomes the parameter, the epitome of human holiness since christ died on the cross he opened the gates the gates of heaven for us and won for us sanctifying grace we're going to talk about that in a minute with all these gifts also comes great responsibility and the responsibility that we have now is that we're called to be holy we're called to holiness we could say that all the saints have recognized that they were called to holiness but then what does that holiness look like? And that's where Jesus comes in, right? Jesus is the perfect model of holiness. We could say that every saint, that has become, every human being that became a saint, has imitated the life of Jesus in general, but in particular, they've imitated some aspect. They have, they've highlighted some aspect of the life of Christ. This is why I, our Lord said in the gospel, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The way, we say, because he is holy par excellence. He is the epitome of holiness. And by imitating his virtues, his attitudes, his prayer, his actions, we become holy ourselves. So, holiness, in a sense, as we you may have heard many times, is to be the best version of yourself. But what is that version of myself? Well, that version will be to be more like Jesus Christ because he has become the norm of our holiness. So that's another reason why Jesus became, became flesh, became man, to be our role, his, our role model of holiness. Another reason why the word became flesh was to make us partakers of the divine nature sharers of the, of the divine nature. And this is an incredible gift that we usually underestimate and even it, forget about it. By dying on the cross, Jesus won for us a most amazing treasure, a gift that is to become sharers in the nature of God. And that's a, really a mystery. So as an example, we can say, just as a child resembles his parents by birth, and therefore, he resembles not only the human nature, but the way the human nature is, let's say, made in them. He resembles that. He, the nose, the eyes, the ears, whatever. He resembles his parents, and he shares in their nature. So too, through the grace of God, we start to resemble God. We share in the nature of God just as a son or a daughter resembles their parents and share in their human nature. So uh, the way through which the sanctifying grace is given to us is through the sacrament of baptism. And that shows us the great value, the great grace that we have when we receive the sacrament of baptism. This is why we say that through through baptism, we become children of God by adoption. While Jesus is the Son of God by nature, we become children of God by adoption because we were made sharers in the divine nature. And St. Peter speaks about that in his second letter, chapter 1, as I said before, verse 4. He says, God has bestowed us the precious and very great promises so that through them, You may come to share in the divine nature after escaping from the corruption that is in the world because of evil desire. Up to there, St. Peter. And St. Irenaeus of Lyon, who died around the year 202 AD, he said, he wrote about this mystery, For this is why the Word became man, and the Son of God became the Son of Man, so that man, by enter into communion with the word and thus receiving divine sonship, might become a son of God. So that, again, another reason why Jesus became flesh, to make us partakers of divine nature. And finally, the son of God became man to bring the revelation of God to its fulfillment and perfection. In him and through him, God has said everything he wanted to say to us for our salvation. What the Old Testament began to foreshadow and hint at, all that was taught in the fullness, in its fullness and its perfection, by Jesus Christ. In Christ, then, the revelation of God reaches its completion. We could say in the Old Testament, it was advancing progressively, little by little. Right, More and more, God revealed himself more and more until he got to the later prophets and the great prophets and kept uh, revealing himself. And then came Jesus Christ, and he brought that revelation of God to its maximum fullness and eventually to its completion. So we don't, we don't need to expect any, we should not expect any further revelation apart from that done by Jesus Christ. And this is quite why we say Jesus is truly the truth that leads to eternal life. As St. John of the Cross wrote, God, in giving us as he did his son, who is his one and only word, spoke to us once and for all. And he spoke to us in this single word, everything he had to say. And he has no occasion to speak further up to their St. John of the Cross. So this is why God the Father, during the mystery of the transfiguration on Mount Tabor, when there was Moses and Elijah and Peter, James, and John as witnesses, God the Father said to the apostles, this is my beloved Son. Listen to him. Right, Because he is the fullness of revelation. He is the truth, the completion of all the truth and the most important truth that we need to know. So, as I told you a- earlier, next week I will be skipping an episode because we will be uh, spending some days with our community, uh, first through our annual retreat and then also some days of vacation. So I'd like to share with you that uh, we as our religious community, we also have a time during the summer where we have some days off to relax a little bit after working hard during the year and especially this last summer, uh, Father John has been with several missions and uh, summer projects and retreats. Father John of God also had like three camping t- uh, summer camps and camping trips with uh, middle, middle school boys uh, high school boys and college uh, men and also Father uh, Matthew has been with uh, different retreats and a camping trip for girls with 55 plus girls so all this uh, required a lot of effort to all the priests and the brothers and the seminarians that we have here in our community in Michigan so now we need to have some, first of, the, first of all, the time for, to do our spiritual exercises and then some days of vacation and to be able to spend some time together as a community. So in this case, this year, we will go to northern Michigan and spend some days there. We normally try to take some uh, extra time to read a bit more, have, a time, have time to pray without that constant constraint of having ac- other activities that are putting pressure and concern because of what's coming up and so forth. And so we can spend uh, time in prayer more at peace, let's say, um, and spend some time also uh, with a community and leisure, maybe having a bonfire, maybe playing some guitar. I don't know if you're aware, but Father John of God, one of our priests here, is a, it's an expert guitarist. He studied that in, in college. Uh, he studied music and his uh, composition and so forth, So his, uh, and music direction, so he's really good. And Father Matthew as well plays the guitar, and. Knows how to play piano and they all sing quite well. So every now and then we have these uh, uh, sing-alongs that are pretty amazing. Uh, well, we also t- try to take time and do some other outdoor activities like uh, biking, hiking, also hiking in some natural trails in northern northern Michigan is pretty beautiful. And um, we might go canoeing in some river. Or, uh, there's a very nice river called Indian River, or in the Crystal clear waters of Lake Michigan that is pretty amazing up north. Uh, You can see all through and you can see the bottom of the lake. And we might also try to go to Mackinac Island and enjoy some awesome Michigan fudge, which is very famous in northern Michigan. So anyway, thank you so much, all of you, for sharing your time with me. Remember to say a prayer for our community as we do our annual retreat and our time of vacation. And also remember to please share this episode with your friends to help more young people get to know Jesus Christ and his infinite love for us. If you would like to support this podcast, please do leave a review in Apple Podcasts and also share it with your friends or if you know any other way of promoting it and let other college students know about it, please do so, uh, so that others may be encouraged to listen as well and benefit from hopefully the good things that they listen in this podcast. So we will see you uh, next time and may God bless your day.